You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Jono here, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star this week. This person is coming to us all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. I don't even know where that place is, to be honest, which which probably tells you how far away it is. I probably didn't even say it right. Uh, But a little bit about this person here. She's the head of Course Creators HQ. You may have um, seen her on Instagram. She's got one of the biggest and best Instagrams in the space, Course Creators HQ. And essentially what she does is help experts, bloggers, speakers, and authors create and market online courses. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Julie Hood. Julie, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to chat today. No, I'm excited too. Did I pronounce St. Louis, Missouri all right? You did fantastic. And you got the Missouri. The other side of the state likes to call it Missouri. So you got it the way I like it. So thank you very much. (laughs) I had a good teacher. Well, Julie, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I do. I do. So this is a Zig Ziglar quote that I really love. And he said that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. So our course creators out there are helping all kinds of people learn and get what they want. And I just really liked how Zig put that together. Yes. That's actually my favorite quote as well. I really, really, yes. As soon as you said, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. I've got all these books you can probably see. I've got a whole, they're all my, they're just all Zig Ziglar books there. Um, And that's my favorite quote because that had a big impact on my life as well. You know, as a, when you're starting off in business, you think it's about them. How can I make more money? You know, how can I make more sales or increase my prices? And as soon as you have that mindset, you're like, okay, hold on. It's not about how much money can I make. It's how can I help someone else? If I can exactly. help someone else, then the money will come. The sales will come. So I, I love that you brought that up. Hey, Julie, I'd like uh, for my listeners and, and viewers to hear a little bit about you. I know I gave you a quick intro there, but let us know in a couple minutes, what is it you, what you actually do and how'd you get into it? So it's been a very long kind of winding path. So I won't bore you with all of the details, but I can share some of it because some of it's kind of interesting. I actually started in corporate life as a, at a CPA accounting firm working because of my degrees in computer science. So I was working for them in their audit department for computer audit and did that for six years, got the wonderful corporate experience and had plenty of that (laughs) and then decided I was going to have some, have my children and wanted to be able to stay home with them. So in 2002, so long time ago, way before Facebook, way <laughs> before, I'm not even sure Google existed yeah, at that I was point say, yet. You, you definitely didn't have Teachable and Thinkific back in, in 2002. No, not at all. So I started my first website, and I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that later, but um, got started online, and then I loved it, but I also headed towards doing client service. So I spent most of my time doing a lot of background for my clients and helping them sell their courses, get their message out there. And it was great because I got to work with a lot of the partners and the teams for my clients. So there were some fun um, 
higher end folks that I got to work with and learn a lot mm -hmm. from doing that. So then in 2017, I started Course Creators HQ and got started. It, I've always been fascinated with teachers and helping people. I was that nerd in high school that loved to go to school. My favorite toy when I was little was that Fisher-Price school that I don't think they even make anymore, but it used to be a little Fisher-Price toy schoolhouse. So we, um, when I got the chance to start working with course creators, they were just fantastic because obviously they're helping everyone like we were talking about earlier. And then the whole teaching thing has been a passion of mine for a long time. So it's been fun. I love this audience. I love how they help people. And so we've been doing that for a couple of years along with helping our clients um, keep moving their stuff forward. Awesome. Love it. And if you are interested in hearing more about Julie, what I recommend doing is actually I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. She's put together a little bit of a freebie for everyone listening, essentially on how to get more people to your sign and make more sales. So I'll put that link below and also follow her on Instagram. I'll, I'll put the link below. Um, Julie, I believe you've got a, a bit of a signature system the TLC yeah. system. And I got excited when I, well, I saw it and I was like, oh, she's a um, no scrubs fan, you know, so am I, we'll get on well. But then I was, then I was like, oh no, it's actually your, your system there. Now I actually <laughs> don't know anything about it. So I was hoping you could share a little bit with me and my audience. What's the TLC system? Absolutely. So it, each letter stands for part of the system. So T I'll start with is for traffic. Mm -hmm. which I think everyone knows you have to come up with how you're going to get traffic to no. find out about your course. Okay. So the tender, right? I thought T, 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 T was for the tender. I was <laughs> <laughs> wrong there. It's traffic. <laughs> traffic. Yes. So there's two different ways that two different sort of ways you can look at that. It's either traffic that you've paid for or traffic that you own that is um, your own social media traffic, your email list traffic. And, you know, we could, we could probably have a whole weekend where all we talk about is traffic, but that's one piece of it that is essential. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure all of your course creators, once they get their course done, they're like, Oh, now I have to figure <laughs> out how to sell it. <laughs> so figuring out the traffic piece of things. Um, the good news is that there are lots and lots of ways to get traffic. The bad news is there are lots and lots of ways to get traffic. So figuring out which one is the best for you is that's the secret magic. Yes. Awesome. All right. Want to have a little bit of a chat about the tea or should we move through all three and do a summary at the end? What's best for you? Well, we'll go through them all real quick and then you can pick what you most want to talk about. How about yeah, that? Let's do that. Okay. So L stands for leads. Mm. And this is where you get folks that want to raise their hand and say, I'm interested in what you're talking about. And that can be lots of different things. Maybe they're signing up for their, for your email list. Maybe they're being, uh, joining and following you on Facebook. Maybe they like your Instagram lives. Um, anytime that they can jump in or they're listening to you on a podcast. That's another good where they're very interested in what you're talking about. So anytime you can get those leads and get someone to say, hey, I really want to know more from you, that's prime uh, to get you started and get them headed towards your course. So that's the L. And then the C is conversions. Mm. So anytime then you can take them from being a lead to over to being a student, that's the conversion piece of it. And then sort of a subset of that is the mini conversions that happen along the way. 
-hmm. So they're signing up for your email list and they're, they're, you're doing little conversions along to get them from where they are today to say, yes, I'm interested in you. And, oh, wait, maybe I'll purchase the $7 product that you have, or, oh, wait, I want to buy your big $2,000 system. So it's, it's a process of converting them over. Yes. Love that. All right, cool. Let's do a little bit of a, a one-on-one on them all. So traffic, let's talk about traffic. So the way Julie likes to describe it is it can essentially be, let's even just simplify it and say paid traffic or free traffic, just to simplify, right? So sure, sure. paid traffic, let's just say, uh, I'll, I'll say my favorites and we'll have a bit of a chat about it. My favorite paid traffic system is um, Facebook ads. I think that's the the easiest. Would you say that, what's your opinion on that, Julie? If, we, if you were to give maybe one or two paid tips, what would you say? So I really do like Facebook ads for one primary reason and that is that you can focus in and get to the exact people who are interested in what you're doing facebook good or bad knows an awful lot about us and can help you really zone in on the people who are um, connected to you so that part i really like the the one challenge that i've seen for a lot of people that are especially that are new to facebook ads is it does take some budget to try things out and figure out, okay, what's going to work for me? What's going to get my students to actually step forward? So I've, I've had a few of my clients that they just can't hang in there that long. <laughs> they don't have enough budget to, to make that happen. So there's, there's two sides to that. Um, but the, the good thing about being able to target who you want to get to and really taking the time to think about you know, what kind of magazines do they read? Mm -hmm. What kind of TV shows do they watch? Because when you can match up that audiences to that level of detail, you're more and more likely to get the exact people that are perfect for you. Yes, love that. So yeah, from my end, agree 100%. I, I love Facebook. You can just target. And also you can, even though it does take a while to, to figure out how to find the right people, you can start small. It may take longer, but at least you can start. It's not like you've got to drop $5,000 tomorrow to, to test it out. Hey, I might put 10, 20 bucks on a day for a couple days and, and see what happens. Okay. Now I've got zero leads after, you know, 40 bucks. Okay. Something must be wrong. Let me go and change this and change that. So you can make um, little micro changes. And I guess some advice I'd give there for the listeners is that's probably, it's probably a more advanced thing as well. Paid ads where, Hey, let's make sure you've got something that's good. Make sure you've got something that sells, make sure you know how to generate the leads and then you can scale from there. Because if you don't have that, you're almost just throwing money away. You know, if you don't have a, a funnel that's essentially making you money, and even if it's not making you money off the front end, if you're good on the back end, if you're like, all right, hey, I spent 500 bucks and, you know, I didn't make any sales, but I got 50 leads. And I know that out of these 50 leads, I'm good at my email marketing or my webinars or whatever it may be. I know I'm making two or three sales in the next couple of weeks. Okay, then it can work. But if you don't know that, then it can be quite tough. So let's talk about um, some of the free strategies then, Julie. What's, what are your, your top two or three free strategies if someone's like, you know what, not ready for Facebook ads. What can I do for free to, to test things out? Yes. So two, I'll give you two different ones that I really like. Um, the first one you can do tonight. So those are the kinds of things I like to be able to jump in and let's get started. So Facebook groups that are not your competitors, but are people who have the same audience as you. So for example, you know, I love lots of entrepreneur groups. Almost all of them want to get courses. So I'm in a bunch of those groups and almost every single one of them 
will have days where they call either their promo days where you can promote what you've got going on or they'll have their share your freebie share your instagram account lots and lots of ways to get in front of the people that you are most trying to reach and those are all free a little little time that you have to spend you know getting in the groups and you also want to try to contribute to the groups too <laughs> answering questions and making sure you're following the rules. I have gotten in trouble a few times when I've shared things. I'm more links to, um, I like to share links to my website and most of the groups don't like that. They don't want you to do that. But if, if it's on their promotion days, then they're, they're down for it. So you can do that. So that's one of my favorite ways to get some free traffic. And sort of related to that is the freebie that we're giving away. Mm. It's the 20 ways to give away a free report so you can get more site visitors and more courses. So that's at coursecreatorshq slash Jono, J-O-N-O. So everybody can get signed up there and grab that. It's, it's got more, uh, Facebook groups are in there, but it's got some more places where you can put your free reports. So that's one thing. And then do you want me to go on to the second one? Yes, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So. The second thing that I really like to do, and this is a little bit bigger process, but it is one of the most effective ones that my clients have found, and it can be pretty much free, and that is joint ventures. Mm. So what happens with joint ventures is that you find someone that is very similar to you in the audience that they reach, but they aren't necessarily doing the same thing as you. So for example, um, I connect a lot with coaches for, that do blogging, that help people blog, because then they're going to want to do courses and sell courses to make money off their blog. We're not competing because usually they don't necessarily teach people how to do courses, but their audience really wants to know that stuff. But, and the best part about that is when we partner in that way, I give them a percentage of the sales but only when the sales happen. Mm. So up until that point, I haven't had to spend anything. I didn't have to pay for Facebook ads or pay for any other kind of advertising. I just pay out of the profits from the sale. Mm. So that can be a really good way. It's, it's not technically free, I guess, but you can get started for free. Yeah, and I love both of those, right? Let me give a, a recap there. Yeah, so Facebook groups, 100%. You know, there's always Promo Friday or Events Wednesday or you know, whatever it may be. So do some digging and find those Facebook groups that allow it. Uh, my suggestion there as well would be, and um, Julie touched on it with the, the lead magnet or the, the free report, where not many people are going to buy your course off the bat if they don't know you, right? So if it's, you know, Promo exactly. Friday, hey, here's my $2,000 course or my $5,000 course, no one's buying that. But if it's some sexy free thing, you know, hey, he's my follow, go to Julie's link and get the best ways to do it. And she'll have all the tricks in the book, but something for free there. That's obviously um, very aligned with your main product. So the only people opting in are people that are actually going to buy your, your product because maybe this happened back in, I remember back when I first jumped online, it was always enter your details to go into the draw to win a free iPad or something like that. Who doesn't want a free iPad? I, don't, I didn't even know what that person's main program was, right? And I was never buying it anyway, but I put my email in to get the free iPad, which I never won. Um, but, you know, it wasn't aligned. So I think it's important as well. We, yeah, build your list, but, but make sure it's aligned. So I think that, that free thing there, and a lot of it is, is consistency as well, right? Where it's like, oh, 
you, you just remember it's Friday and you post on the group once a month. Hey, you're not going to build like that. But if every you're in, what if you find two groups that allow you to promote, one's on Wednesday, one's on Friday, you know, great. Jump on, uh, do that every week for, you know, 10 weeks or whatever. Okay, now maybe you've got a, a hundred, couple hundred people to, to work with. So I think that's key there. And yeah, joint ventures is, is my favorite as well because... Really? Yeah, well, I think like the Facebook group is a long and slow game right it's mm -hmm. like you and the, the down point look the joint ventures is in a way as well i'll give my two cents on that in a sec so i think that the facebook groups it's not quick unless you have a really really amazing um free thing and there's a group that's got tens of thousands of people that allow it it's it's a very very long game it's better than nothing but if you're listening to this and you're like i want to make 10 sales this week I don't yeah, think maybe do not it. that way, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, um, whereas the joint venture, maybe you know, if you can find someone that's got a big list, and you're like, hey, you know, I've, I've got this program, it doesn't compete with you, but you know, your own will probably like it, and that person sends it out, maybe you can make ten sales in a in a in a week off that, or whatever the the number is. A couple of suggestions I'd give with the the JV strategy, because I do it a lot with my my other business, with my fitness education online business. Because now mm. I've got a big audience. I've got, you know, um, 10,000 on my email list, 15,000 in my Facebook group. But I don't work in that space anymore. So I'm no longer creating courses. So most of my sales now are just from other people pitching to me. Hey, Jono, I've got this course that'll work well for fitness professionals. You want to sell it? I usually go a 50% split. You know, let's go 50-50 mm -hmm. and, and go from there. Um, the one advice I'd give for the listeners here is to build the relationship because, if someone just hit me up today, hey, do you want to sell my thing? I'm probably not even going to open that email. You know, I'm probably not even going to re reply to the, the thing. Um, but if that's someone that's been following me, maybe they've um, purchased some of my courses, maybe they comment on my social media, maybe they, you know, share my stuff, you know, then I will be more likely there. So that's a suggestion I would give. Maybe don't think of it like, okay, I've got to sell 10 courses next week. So I'm going to, you know, find a hundred or you know, find 10 people and, email single one of them because they'll probably say no. But if you find, but if you find those 10 people, you follow them, you interact with them. I like podcasts for that reason as well. So I'll give this, I'll give a suggestion for the, for the listeners as well. Do it. I think of it like a process. Okay. First, I'm just going to interact with this person, follow them on social, like a few of their posts, you know, share a few of their videos, answer the polls on their Instagram, you know, whatever <laughs> I can just to get somewhat seen. And then the next step from there, would be to invite on a podcast. And if you don't have a podcast, it doesn't have to be a, a podcast, number one iTunes podcast. Do a Facebook Live with them. If you've got somewhat of an, of an audience, even if you don't have an audience, you've probably got a couple of friends or, or someone you can, you know, stream with on Instagram or Facebook because that, because I like to give the other person value first because on there, it's like, okay, I'm helping them out with their interaction on social or whatever. Okay, great. Now I'm getting them in front of my audience. So they're building their audience. Then maybe if I ask, and hopefully you get on well on the, the podcast or whatever anyway. So I think that's the thing with the, with the JV. Yes, it can be quick, but I think it's better if it's, if it's built slowly there. Your, your take on that? I agree with you. And I'm actually really picky about yeah. um, who I joint venture with as far as who I will share their stuff. <laughs> I want to have had either some kind of experience with them or I've gone through their course or I've done something with them so that 
for my audience, I'm very protective of my people. And that's part yeah. of it is like, I only want to share the really good things that I find. Yeah. So I don't know, do you do that too? Yeah. Well, I go even deeper. So a few things and yes, for my people and also for myself, I'm like, man, if I sell something that's crap, there goes my chance of ever selling. I saw a good quote the other day. Anyone that's good at sales can sell something once, but to, to build a, a legacy or an empire, you can't, you need to sell good stuff. Because all it takes is you sell something bad. There goes my reputation. No one's buying off, off anything of me again. And I'm even, um, I'm strict with, with what I sell. And, and yes, the person for that reason there, it's got to be um, uh, good. But also like it's got to align with my audience because all I sell yeah. to my audience of personal trainers is online courses, online education. So some people approach me and they're like, hey, I've got these, you know, these kettlebells or these TRXs that are on special and your trainers will love them. And look, it's, it's, I get it. It's, it's still, cause it, they could, they could listen to this podcast and do that. Hold on. This guy's got a big list. You know, I, I don't compete with him. I'll reach out to him, but it's just not aligned with what I do. They, they may be amazing kettlebells. They may be amazing suspension trainers, but I sell online education, you know? So the only thing I'm going to sell is online education. Same with face to face. Someone will be like, hey, we're coming to, you know, Sydney. We're doing this live event. Do you want to put it out to your list? And I'm like, well, not really, because my list is all over Australia and New Zealand and even some in America. So it's not worth my while to promote a local event in Sydney. And it's just, it's not going to make sense. So for me, it's, 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 it's the reputation of that person as well. But also it's got to be aligned with my brand so my people don't get confused. Is this, does this guy sell courses or does he sell equipment or... Who is, I didn't, didn't opt into this email list to, to buy equipment or to hear about, you know, events on the other side of the world. So I think, right. um, but that's just me being picky. Other people may not be like that. I'm sure there's other people that, you know, as long as it's my audience and it fits there, they will. That's just my, my take. I'm with you though. And I think it, I think it helps your audience the more focused you can be. Yeah. Definitely. Agree. Awesome. All right, cool. We better move on because I, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to be here. All right. So leads, what can you tell us about leads there, Julie? Yes. So this is the part that I think that can be the most exciting because yeah. there's nothing better than opening your email and being like, Oh, 50 new people signed up. That thing I did yesterday worked. <laughs> so I, I will tell you um, some of my bigger clients one of the things that they do a lot of to help get their leads is they actually pay for not necessarily Facebook ads, but they buy what they call solo ads okay. where they will pay. Um, let's say I had an online course about fitness and I would pay you a one-time fee to mail out maybe to my freebie about. Oh, yes. Yes. And so it's a little different than a joint venture because you aren't getting a percentage of the sales. I'm just giving you a flat dollar amount and then however many leads I get come from that. Um, but that way that works really good because you know what your costs are mm. and you can kind of keep an eye on, you know, we're trying to always get under leads for under $5. Mm. So it's, it's another way to look at it. And then you want to make sure that after people actually sign up, you have a really good system for taking care of them and nurturing them and letting them get to know you so that yes, they signed up for your free report or your freebie that you're giving away. But then also how am I going to welcome them in? How am I going to build a community with them? Not just my list, you know, mm -hmm. my subscribers, let's, let's build a community and help you out. 
Is that kind of how you've done it too? Yes. Well, um, yeah, I'll give a couple of things there. So the solo ads, I did never heard that phrase before. I'm lucky in a way in that my courses are registered with, with Fitness Australia, but that's essentially uh, what I do with them. I can pay them, you know, uh, 400 bucks and they put it in their newsletter, which is essentially the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I've never thought about approaching someone else and, and doing it like that. So that's a, um, a good idea. I'm definitely going to give that a crack. And I, I think, yeah, my take on that is, is um, yeah, know your price for leads. Don't just do it for the, you know, the, the fun of it. Go and be like, all right, cool. I paid this person $500 or, or whatever the, the going rate is. Great. You know, I got 50 leads. Okay, cool. I'm paying 10 bucks a lead. I've got a, a rough idea. I know that I can close one in 10 or whatever it is. Okay, cool. That's worth it. So I think that's a, a numbers thing as well. And in saying that, a lot of this will just come with experience as well, right? As long as you're, right. as long as you're tracking and starting and then you can go and you can be like, all right, cool. I paid Julie 500 bucks and I got 50 leads. Cool. I went on Facebook. I paid 500 bucks and I got 10 leads. Okay, it's probably better putting my, my 500 bucks in here, providing all else is, is equal. And yeah, 100% with the, the email, because I think there's a couple things going on there. Um, everyone's inbox is flooded these days with, with email, right? So your best chance is that first email, because if you don't do that right, or you, you know, say some boring stuff or some, you know, stuff that, isn't so great in your first couple emails with me anyway i'm unsubscribing if you don't i almost unsubscribe straight away i get the free thing and i'm like unless it's unless i i'm really interested in that person or um or that the first email is i might give them an email or two to see see what they've got to, to offer but that's it so i think that uh, email another huge topic right email marketing selling off email or whatnot but if we were to simplify it I think the most important part of your email marketing is that that first onboarding part, because if yep. you jump that up, that person's unsubscribing and you've wasted your chance there. Yes, exactly. And making it to where they kind of get to know you before you start pitching them a lot mm -hmm. of things to sell is really essential. And I think that you're providing some educational type information. So a lot of times what I will do if I am doing, let's say a joint venture with someone is I do an educational email out where mm -hmm. that person gives away, a, it's almost like a blog post kind yeah. of essay where they're teaching something first before we do the promotion so that the person can see, oh, this is an expert. They know what they're talking about. Look, oh, well, I didn't know this. They taught me something. Oh, maybe I should see what else they could teach me. It's, that's the thinking behind the way we do it. Yes, agree. All right. My favorite one, the C, because this can be conversions, yes. clients. As soon as I saw the C, I'm like, I hope it's, you know, customers or clients or conversions yes. or yeah. cash or, you know. The, the, the There's lots of food. good Cs. There's a lot of good Cs, right? Um, been saying that you, you need to have done those other things if you even want a chance of, of making the C, right? So yes. let us know about C, Julie. Okay. So one of the things that I highly recommend that everyone do is start teaching yourself how to write to convert. Oh, so yes. some people call it copywriting. Um, some people call it making sure that you, you write in a way that's uh, approachable and not too salesy, but you do have to try to convert people. And there's really um, a talent for being able to do that. You have to throw away a lot of the rules that they taught you in English class and <laughs> about how to write. Um, a lot of those do not apply. 
And one of the things I think that can make it a lot easier is write like you're talking. Mm. So if, if you're trying to connect with someone, take the time to think about how would you tell them about it if you were just talking. And you can actually type it up so that it sounds a lot like that. The other suggestion I have is to come up with a single person that you're writing to so that you, um, rather than thinking of your big community, give yourself an individual person that you can pretend like you're, I'm writing to Jono and this is what I would tell him as a good friend. This is what I would say to him. So the more you can expand your copywriting, the better your conversions are going to be. Yes. And then the second piece of that, which you've also sort of uh, already talked about is you really got to know your numbers. I know a lot of us don't want to deal with math, but if you can start paying attention to just something simple, like how many people came to the page and how many purchased, just that simple conversion and working on ways to improve it, you'll be light years ahead of a lot of the other course creators that are out there. Yes. Love it. You hit it on the head there. So I, I love copywriting because I think and I look at it through the whole system as well, because my, my usual funnel looks something like this, where it's like, okay, I'll write up a Facebook ad. I need good copy in that Facebook yes. ad, even just to sell the click. I'm not even selling any money, any, anything here. I just need to, it's so competitive. You need to have good copywriting skills just to sell the click. And then someone enters the click. Great. They enter their details. They go to a sales page. I need to have good copy on that sales page to get that person to, to commit because one thing I've learned is logic doesn't sell. You know, if there's one no, thing, no, unfortunately, one thing as I've much seen, as I like to use it, it doesn't. <laughs> my, my, my first ever course was a, a grow your fitness boot camp course. So, personal trainers that want to grow their, their boot camp course, right? Costs uh -huh. $500 to do the course. That's the usual price in Australia for someone to participate in a fitness boot camp. So, I'm sort of like, you know, give some tips. Hey, use these tips here. You'll get 10 clients off the bat. Imagine how many you'll get if you. You do my, all you need is one and you've made your money back, you know, do this and you'll get right. 10, 20 clients. Everyone's like, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? But then I realized <laughs> logic doesn't sell. You know, you need, you need emotion. You need to learn copywriting and whatnot. But, but yeah, I've got to sell the click on the Facebook ad. Got to sell the course on the sales page. Most people don't buy off the start anyway. So I need to get good on copywriting on my follow-up emails after that. So it's just, it, it goes all the way through. And Julie, you hit the nail on the head. I think that if there's, if you, if you're watching this video or listening to this audio and you just want to take two tips that you can do right now to improve your copywriting, number one is um, write like you're talking, you know, get out of the formal words. And if you look at it, it's it, for whatever reason, it doesn't work. You know, you read it and you're like, this person is just trying to sell me something if they're using formal words and yeah, the single person, even though your email might be going out to 10,000 people, it's not, hey, guys, I'm so excited to share this program with you all. You know, it's, hey, insert first name. I'm so excited to share this program with you. I think you will love it. You know, almost, um, I've heard it explained well where, where a lot of the experts will say, hey, write your email, and, but actually write someone's name in there. Pretend you're oh, writing it too. That's a good idea. You know, go, go back through, and then you can go back and take it out and whatever, you know you or you know whatever but uh, to start with actually pretend it's, it's that person there um julie question from here so we obviously can't get into copywriting here you know we're, we're short on time as it is but if you could recommend a book or, or a person to follow or someone watching to this where where can they start learning about copywriting 
So one course that I think is really outstanding, it's, uh, and not very many people have even heard of it, actually. It's called contentprofitmachine.com. And yeah, most people haven't heard of it. But what it's a combination of training and templates where you can go in and I think there's either three or five different sales pages and you can go in and you sort of fill in the blanks to get you started. So it's, it's a course that I think is really valuable for, for helping you get started on copywriting. You can use some of those things and learn. There's also training inside of it. So just a thought for folks that are trying to figure out what, what to do with copywriting. And then the second tip I would give on that is the next time you buy something, figure out why you bought it. Yes. Step back and look at it and say, okay, what, what did that trigger in me? What, which button did I click on? What color was the button? Um, by the way, I'll, I'll give you a little secret that we use with my big clients, orange buttons. <laughs> you want them to stand out on the page, orange oh, buttons. Oh, wow. Okay. There we go. Yes. I knew that. I learned something there. And make them um, have a really good call to action on the button. Like, don't say um, sign up. Do something like get my free report or mm-hmm. grab grab this free offer. Make them much more interesting so some people feel like they're getting something. So those are a couple quick copywriting things that aren't people don't always do. Love that. Yeah, add that. Yo, man, that's I feel like you could almost double your conversions in sales just by following Julie's three tips there. Just thank you. Know, you. I hope right, so. Everybody's right, like lots talking, of courses. Have that one person and yeah, cool. Cause and that, yeah, that hits home with me because I, I um, and the things that get me is the headline. If I look at the email, I yes. see that headline. Okay, I'm curious. And then when I open the page, it's like, I think the testimonials get me. You know, if I'm like, if I see a, a good testimonial with a, a result-based one, you know, I got, I see a few of those, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. So, um, and then that when I'm creating my sales pages, okay, what's going to get a headline to make people open the email? And I save them as well. I've got a folder in my email, you know, with, with um, headlines that sell and whatnot. So thank you for that. Now, Julie, question for you, and you've got to answer it in 10 minutes or less. All right. <laughs> uh, three things, three lessons that you didn't know when you started online. Now, you know, what would those three All right. things be? So the first one would be to think about your price points very carefully. Mm. (laughs) When I started online back in 2002, eBooks were all the rage. Mm -hmm. And so I put everything I knew into my first eBook and sold it for $14 and 95 cents. And I had to pay a commission to the host for the eBook. It is impossible to make a business and a life on a $14.95 eBook. So really think about your pricing um, there, we, we could spend a lot of time on that, but make sure you've thought through what your pricing is going to be relative to what your costs are. So that was the first thing that was kind of a hard lesson to learn. We'll go through all three, then we'll, then we'll summarize like we did. Oh, okay. Um, the second one is what I call marketing math. And this one was another one of those kind of painful ones because I told you I was always big into school. I always wanted to get really good grades. And then I came and I started doing marketing and you would get a hundred people to look at your offer and maybe three, four, maybe five, if you're doing really well, 
would actually sign up. And I thought, this is terrible. I'm flunking really badly here. <laughs> this marketing, you know, it's marketing math though. It's not like the normal math. And, you know, when you can get five to six to 7% of people to, to actually buy what you're selling, that's actually really good numbers. And it took me a long time of playing with things before I realized, wow, that's a pretty good number. When you're trying to get people to opt into your list, that's higher. You know, we, we always try to get at least shooting for 25 to 40. And when we can get up to 60% opted rates, those are really good. For yeah. sales, you know, three to five to six to seven, if you're getting that out of every hundred, you're doing really, really well. That's an A. So that's the second one is the marketing math was a lesson. And then the last one is recognizing that you're going to have to try a lot of different things before you're going to find the message that really resonates with your audience. So it may be trying a lot of different lead magnets or trying a lot of different messages on podcasts. And eventually you'll hit that home run. But in the meantime, you may just have some singles here and there and you just got to keep going. So that, that was another one I wish I'd known right off the bat was try as many different messages as quickly as you can because eventually you'll hit that really good one to give you the home run. Yeah. Yes, love that. All right, let's summarize these. So pricing, yes, awesome. So that's another huge one on its own, right? But let's, let's simplify that. I guess my take on that would be think about the why. You know, like if it's everyone's different, if it's just a side thing and okay, you want to make a few bucks selling eBooks on the side, okay, you know, so be it. But if your goal is to quit your full-time job, you know, replace it with passive income and you're selling a $7 ebook, you know, if your goal is to be a you know, multimillionaire, you're selling a $7 ebook, you know, maybe not. Um, and I'll give the flip side to that as well. So I'm, because um, most of my courses are actually, I don't really sell, oh, I don't sell much high ticket stuff. I sell a little bit, but it's main, most of my course sales around that $500 mark and then a membership for, for $40 a month cancel any time. So, and I, but I've purposely done it like that for the workload. You know, I do sell some higher ticket stuff, but I know for me to sell my $2,000 program, there's got to be some coaching in there. There's got to be some webinars. It's, it's more work there. So I think it's a, another way to look at it where it's like, all right, cool. what, what am I selling and what are the advantages and disadvantages both ways? Like, all right, cool. If I'm selling, you know, a 500 thing, can I just make it automated? So it's like, great, 500 done. There it is. Um, go, you know, or, okay, cool, instead of selling a $20 product, hey, maybe it's a $20 a month reoccurring thing. So I don't need to sell that 20 bucks every single month. As long as I can keep that person happy, great, it's, it's building from there. Um, I love that. Yeah, awesome. Um, marketing math. So yes, key for, <laughs> and I'm the same, I used to hate it, um, but I, I was lucky in that I, I like money. So I was like, and I don't like losing money. So I always <laughs> at least track that where I was like, okay, how much did I spend? How much did I make? And I think that's a good start. Start with that. Mm -hmm. um, but the better you can get at these stats, the better you can optimize. Because as Julie said there, she used, let's use the, the opt-in rate as an example. So, um, and let's just use, and even it's going to be slightly different for everyone anyway, but let's just say 25%. Let's say, great, you know, you put a, a, um, a lead magnet out and you know that, or you send it to your email or whatever, or however you do a Facebook ad and 25% of people that hit that opt-in, then you, at least you know, okay, 25 people opted in. You know what? Let me put a testimonial down the bottom and let's see if that makes it better or worse. Oh, okay, made it worse. I better take that out. Oh, hold on. You know what? That increased another 5%. Great. Now I'm getting 5% more leads coming in. 
And that could be an extra sale. Maybe not five. You get the idea where I'm coming from here. We're like, you can exactly. do little things that might improve your, your opt-in rate, which will then include, in, uh, increase your sales just by a, a numbers game, just a maths game. You haven't gotten better at sales. You just put a testimonial at the, you know, the lead magnet thing to get more of them. And then same thing on the flip side. You may be like, all right, well, no matter what I do, I'm getting a heap of leads um, you know, coming in on this opt-in page. No matter what I do, that's not changing. That must be good. The sales aren't working though. Is it the sales page? Do I need to pick up the phone and give them a call? Do I you know, um, uh, need to fiddle with the sales page? Do I need to fiddle with the emails? You know, you, you need, the better you know this stuff, the more you can optimize. And I've seen you know, people do the numbers where if it's just a 10% increase on all of those, the revenue's through the roof. Where it's like if you can get, you know, do a little trick to get 10% more traffic and then get a little trick to get 10% more opt-in and then a little trick to get 10% more sales and then a 10% upsell or whatever it may be. You, you do, there's, there's some formula there where just by increasing each of those little things, your numbers go through the roof. I so. love that example. And yeah. I will tell you, one of my clients who, who has seven figures in sales, one of the things that she does is every single day we are looking at numbers. Mm. We're looking at what the sales were, what the open rates, click-through rates. It's, it's legitimate every day. It's the first thing we talk about. So, And it probably gets more important the bigger your list. Because if you've got, yes. you know, say you've got 100 people on your email list, okay, you know, like... A 1% click-through is just one person, so it may not make a big difference. But if you've got 100,000 people on your email list, you know, all of a sudden that 1% is an extra 1,000 or whatever it may be, and that extra 1,000 could be an extra 100 sales or, or whatever it may be. So, yes, I think that's important. And, yeah, the last one is, is try, and I think that's so important because you just don't know, right? You can um, – uh, and you can – and I think there's a few things going on here, right? I think a lot of people will launch without doing any market research anyway. So do some market research. But even with that, that's not necessarily going to, um, that can still flop as well. So right. I guess my, my take on that is, but you know what? I'll put the market research in the try. Because I think before you, you launch something, hey, go and speak to, uh, to 100 people in your, in your market. You know, what's, what's your biggest problem? Okay, hey, would you buy a program that was like this? Hey, if I could create some free thing that was like this, would you do it? You know, and that might take, it might take you asking 10, hundred different people to do it. I'll put that in the try as well. Would you agree with that? I would. And for the uh, folks that are more introverts that don't want to try to get out there and ask people for that, go out to those Facebook groups. People mm. are constantly asking questions and those are the questions that they are looking for answers for. So that'll get you headed in the right direction right off the bat. And for example, one of the things I did with that is every single group I'm in about course creators, they're always asking, where should I host my course? Mm. And I don't believe that it's, there's one answer, one place yeah. for everyone. There's they each have their own advantages. And so I put together a video and I said, here's what you need to be thinking about. And here's what you need to be looking. And that came from those Facebook groups and doing that research. So that I totally, what you said about find out what your people really want to know. Love that so much. Cause I, as you may be able to tell, I'm not the introvert type, you know, I'll ask <laughs> that person straight to their face. What's your problem? If I do this, will you do it? But not everyone's like me, right? But I'm that idiot that is posting in the Facebook group, you know, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? So if you are that introvert, 
there's people like me that are asking all these these questions in the group, you know, and you can, just, can probably have an Excel sheet or something. I have a Google sheet open, you know, what are the questions in this group, this group, this group? Oh, this call for, for you, Julie, you know, this, what platform should I host on? Get asked every day in every question, you know? So it's the, you're not guessing or, or trying to magically come up with something and, and trying to be the smartest, you know? It's just like, hey, let me use some common sense. This question keeps getting asking. Let me solve that. Because really, that's what entrepreneurism and probably courses in general. Someone's got some problem and I'm solving that problem. That's essentially what you're doing. So don't try and make up a problem. See what's already there. It's a problem and, and go from there. So exactly. And put your own little spin on it. That's yeah. one of the things I really like to do because there are lots and lots of people that help people with courses and do a fantastic job. And I promote a lot of them because they're so good. My little tweak is that I've broken it out into a 24 hour program for people. So I will tell you hour by hour what you need to do. So that's my uniqueness. So figure out how you want to be unique. Yes. That will help a, a lot with your sales. Yes, love that. And it's just because it's that point of difference as well, you know? It, mm -hmm. There's probably heaps of people out there that could, you know, teach you how to, how to do a course, but you've got your, your specific way there and it may be your personality, maybe your style, and it could even go down to, I'll give another example here. So Julie's um, opinion on the, the course platforms is doesn't matter. You know, there's advantages, disadvantages on, on all of them. And I, I agree with that as well. However, there may be someone else that's a hardcore teachable person. And their whole, you know, their whole thing is around, hey, you want to launch a course, you want to use Teachable because a bang, bang, bang. That's going to attract a certain person, you know? And then there's someone else that whatever is a hardcore Kajabi person because a bang, bang, that's going to attract a certain person there as well. So trying to be vanilla and just trying to, you know, just be the, the same as everyone else just, just isn't going to work. So I think that's important. But, um, hey, Julie, we're coming to the end of oh, the- uh, that went so fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're overtime, actually. I could go all day, but I feel, I feel bad for you. It's late over there in, in um, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just as we finish off, Julie, is there anything- Well, actually, give your, your social medias and, and websites a plug again. I'll put them down on the website, but we've got, I'll put them in the, the links just to make sure I've got it. Your best website is the, the coursecreatorshq.com. If yes. we have slash Jono, you'll get the little freebie that you've put together for us. And your Instagram is Course Creators HQ. Did I get Perfect. all that? Yes, that's great. Any other socials we should follow you on? Facebook, LinkedIn, Tinder? Yes, we're, we're on Facebook, Course Creators HQ. Uh, if you're a big Twitter person, we do some things at Course HQ. Not Course Creators, but just Course HQ. There weren't enough letters. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Instagram is probably one of the favorite places to, you'll get the best stuff on there. Awesome. All right. Well, Hey, as we finish off here, Julie, my final question, is there anything you want to finish us off with, or is there anything I uh, forgot to ask you that, but should it, but a little tweak on that, I'm actually going to take it on video and post it on my Instagram story. So, and tag oh, you, obviously, you. As well. so I'll give you a few seconds to come up with your best Finish up? Yes. So I would Ooh. have to say we've got to make an Instagramable, right? <laughs> okay. You're ready. Three, two. So thanks so much for having me. And I love how your course creators are making the world an improved and better place. And I hope that they are able to listen and find out a few things maybe about trying to sell some more courses.
Awesome. Thank you. That was perfect. Is that what you were looking for? Because we can redo that. Did you want something more? Uh, do you want to actually know? Do you want to give, in, let's cover. You know what? I'm going to end. I'll record this. Stop this. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.